Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. What's up, Shock Fantasy fans? It's Wednesday. It's time for the Thursday night football preview, and I promised a doozy. Guarantee it'll be a little bit better of a game than the Colts and Broncos last Thursday night because, oh, it's Washington and it's Chicago couple of quarterbacks that like to give the ball away and a couple of defenses that like to take it. Let's see what happens this week. The Commanders will attempt to command your attention on a Thursday night as they head to Chicago to battle the Bears, and this has all the makings of last week's Thursday night field goal barn burner. But I'd like to note 
we basically told you, I basically told you to start no one in that game last week. This has a similar feel to it. Although there will be a touchdown in this game, I can almost guarantee it. And there's a few players I like just on the sea level. Not like the sea, not like water, not the ocean, but like the sea grade. Anyway, let's start on the Washington side where Carson Wentz. He's startable in leagues where you normally would start Carson Wentz, like a 20-team league or a super flex league. In that case, he's startable, but in just about every other case, you'll leave him on the bench. I'm going to give him a desperation D-plus grade here. The Bears are top five against the quarterback position in attempts, completions, yards, and touchdowns. That's pretty much everything. Uh, They've allowed three rushing scores to quarterbacks so far this year. That's kind of a lot, including one to Kirk Cousins last week. And Wentz has a little bit of that to him. He's averaging 15 yards per game on the ground, 200 yards passing with one passing score, and another 20 yards rushing and a shot at... A score on the ground sounds about right for Carson Wentz, so that's D-plus, C-minus range right there. As for his receivers, I'll give Curtis Samuel a C-plus grade, and Terry McLaurin, he gets a C-grade. Samuel gets the plus because Charch likes it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. He gets the plus because they're utilizing him on the ground, and he's averaging... Nine targets per game. Nine times. Nine times. McLaurin is the deep threat, and the Bears have allowed big games to some similar style players already this year. Just not much else. It'll be boom or bust for Terry. So just to see with him here. Uh, I'm leaving Logan Thomas and the rest of them on the bench, including Diami Brown, who had that big game last week. But we talked about him in the Waiver Wire podcast yesterday. This isn't a good enough matchup for Logan Thomas and the rest of the crew. I will put a starting grade of a C on Brian Robinson in this one, uh, and I'll give Antonio Gibson a C- minus here. Uh, Robinson led the running back group with nine carries. Nine times. Nine times. Yeah, that was nine carries last week. Although it only converted to 22 scoreless yards, he did out-touch Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. That's pretty important to note. The Bears are allowing 156 total yards to the running back position per game. That's a lot. And 30 touches per game. So there is probably enough for both Gibson and Robinson to be relevant here. I'm going to keep McKissick out of the lineups, though. He's only involved in the passing game right now, and the Bears have allowed the sixth fewest receptions in the league to the running back position. Over on the Bears side, it's kind of like Carson Wentz with Justin Fields. If you start Justin Fields in a league because he's your second quarterback, you wouldn't sit him. You'd keep starting him. It's not a good matchup. It's not a bad matchup. Uh, But on paper, it's the best matchup he's seen all year. I'll give him a C-minus grade, slightly ahead of Wentz. He'll have to get you 40 to 50 yards on the ground, which is about his average. However, Washington has been pretty good against running quarterbacks. They did hold Jalen Hurts to only 23 yards on seven carries in week three, although they didn't really want to get Hurts hurt in that one. It was kind of a blowout from the beginning. Fields' favorite receiver is Darnell Mooney. He's only topped five targets in a game once this season. He's only topped two receptions once this season. That's bad. So are the commanders against the pass. 
Washington has allowed the fifth most receiving yards and the fifth most scores to the wide receiver position at 188 yards and 1.4 touchdowns per game. Now, Mooney isn't going to get all of that at all. He's not even going to come close to that. But he does get more than half of the Bears' work for wide receivers. And if the Bears' crappy pass offense can get like 60% of what other teams do, Mooney's probably looking at a line of somewhere around 70 to 80 yards and a coin flips chance at a score. That's okay. That's that's like C-plus worthy, I think. The rest of the passing game, including Cole Kmet, he's on the bench. Uh, I will start David Montgomery, who established himself as the Papa Bear over the Ground Bear last week in Minnesota. Monty had 16 touches, 82 yards, and a score against the Vikings. Herbert only managed four carries and 11 yards. It's quite clear that it's Montgomery's backfield until he's done with it. The commanders don't give up a ton of yardage to opposing runners, but they do give up scores to the tune of 1.2 per game. And Montgomery's versatile enough to get a score on the ground or through the air. And he's the best bet to get a touchdown in this game overall. So he's like in the C plus, maybe even a B minus range if you stretch it. I guess I gave a, a couple other players C pluses. I'll give David Montgomery the B minus here. I think that he he definitely has the best chance of scoring a touchdown in this game, and uh, probably definitely has the best chance of scoring two. That's for sure. All right, that's the whole podcast. That was it. It was short. It was sweet. That's how we do it on the Shock Fantasy Podcast. I'll be back on Fantasy Football Weekly. We'll be recording that Friday afternoon. And uh, it'll be on the air on KFAN locally uh, in the Minneapolis area uh, Saturday morning. That's when we do it. But uh, available for podcast on your favorite listening platforms as soon as we uh, get done and post it up. So usually Friday evening. So it'll be me. It'll be Charch and it'll be Brian Johnson this week. We're giving Scotty Fish a week off after he's done like eight weeks straight. I don't know if his his mouth works anymore. He's He, he can't talk He's just dribbling and drooling all over the place. Uh, send Scott Fish lots of your well wishes via Twitter at ScottFish24. All right. Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. We will talk to you again next week when we preview. Oh, my gosh. It'll be week seven's waiver wire already. Wow. Here we go. Talk to you later.